Yo, Johnny-san, how have you been, man? Kenneth Stillwell, I've had a great day, dude. I uh, just booked my flight to Denver, Colorado for my October Ooh. trip with Maggie, so I'm I'm on cloud 10 right now, bro. Let's go. That's yeah, I'm cool. hyped. I see your boy's Flatbush, right? Yes, sir. At Red Rocks, it's uh, going to be a fucking dream, dude. We're actually renting like a Jeep. for So we're going Thursday night, and then we're leaving Sunday morning. Okay. Uh, and the concert's on Saturday. But on Friday, we have like a whole day to explore. So we're renting a Jeep, and we're going to go like mountain climbing and shit and off-roading. I love that. Yeah, it's going to be mad fun. I'm excited. Um, Lex and I are thinking about doing a trip out to Denver like maybe two weekends after that. Or maybe it's three weeks. No, I think it's two weekends after that. Um, that concert is like your birthday weekend, right? Yeah. Yeah, same weekend as Rolling Loud. Um, I think two weekends after that, we're going to try to go out there. It's when the birds play the Broncos that Sunday. Ooh. So Lex and I are thinking about trying to go out there for like maybe like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. That'd be tight. Yeah, that'd be super fire flames. I'll have to give you a uh, review on the area. Like yeah, some, I got I guess I guess there's like some speakeasy bars and stuff that my mom has gone to and she's like, dude, okay. you gotta check them out. They're like so yeah, cool. So yeah, I'll do some research. That sounds dope. I got my boy Lolly out there, his girlfriend. Um, so probably gonna try to link up with them when we go out there and see see what they're doing, see what they're down the clown. See um, what the Denver life is all about. Yeah, I'm sure they will be though. Um I've been good, I feel good. I had COVID. Oh yeah, let's yeah. I was gonna say, give the people the uh, the old scoop on Bain Dog's life the past ten days. Yeah, so I went down to Wildwood for our friend Lowe's birthday party, um, and I guess that wasn't my best decision. Uh, there was <laughs> like, it's it's really just like a cesspool, dude. Like you go out yeah. to the bars and like they're fucking packed, like stupid crowded, and COVID right. is just wreaking havoc. Um, so Tuesday night rolls around. I'm not really feeling too hot. So also then, so we talked about this because I went to Lowe's and then we did the fucking, the Phillies game, right? And then we yeah. did our pod Monday and then, you know, I was texting Lex all night and then I was up late Tuesday and Wednesday. I was up until like 1130 at least, right? Like I wasn't getting much sleep. I was run down as fuck. Um, so Tuesday, I wasn't feeling so hot. So I was like, all right, Wednesday, I'm gonna go get tested. So I go get tested Wednesday, come back negative. But then Sarah got tested Wednesday and she came back positive. And then I kind of felt like shit Thursday. And I was like, all right, uh, I got, I'm going to go get tested again because we were supposed to go out to a Mets game last weekend for Lex's birthday. So I got tested again Friday and he came back positive. Um, confirmed COVID Delta variant got my ass, you know. Um, but uh, honestly, dude, it wasn't that bad. I spent, you know, maybe like three or four days. It was just like a cold, you know, it was just like having like a bad cold, um, yeah. headache, fatigue. I had like body aches. I got the chills here and there, you know, uh, congested. I was, I mean, I'm still a little congested. I'm still trying to get over that, but like not that bad. Um, it's not really in my chest either. It's all just like stuffy in my head. Um, but I mean the past two days, like last this past weekend, I was like feeling okay, you know. I was just chilling at home, but like I wasn't feeling great. Um, just kind of relaxing and whatnot. And then yesterday and today, I felt pretty good. Um, you know, tired, congested, but that's about it. Um, how uh, how long does it usually take for it to like run its cycle? Like a week. I guess it depends, because like some people are like 
they get fucked up and they go to the hospital and they're on the ventilator for a week or two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know, but it took me probably like, like five days of feeling poopy. It's not bad. It gives you no. a reason to stay in the basement and play some video games and yeah. munch out. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it wasn't too bad. You know, I'm, I'm here. I'm living to tell the tale. I'm thinking that it's gone. Uh, so, yeah. Life moves on, baby. Yeah, and we keep on rolling. I didn't That's that. a bummer. That's a bummer you guys couldn't go to the Mets-Dodgers game. Yeah, you're fucking telling me, dude. Yeah, dude, I was excited for you guys. Yeah, that sucked. Whatever. Got some major ass kissing and ass eating to do to make up for it. Yeah. That ain't no problem. <laughs> that ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. <laughs> uh, I'm fighting for my fucking life. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, so really nothing been going on with me because I've been COVID stricken and just been chilling it's in the same spot you're sitting in currently for the past nine days. I, actually, I usually sit on a different couch when I play my video games and watch TV. Oh, yeah. You got a podcast section and a chilling section. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, nice. But uh, I got like some random little one hitters I want to hit you with real quick. Okay. First, Brendan Aronson. Really, that dude? Yeah. Um. So Salzburg are that's who he got sold to. Salzburg are in the Champions League playoffs or qualifiers. Um. There's 12 teams left trying to get six. There's six remaining spots left in Champions for the group stage. Yeah. So they're yeah. trying to qualify into the group stage. And thanks to Brendan Aronson, late game winner in the first leg, they won two one. Um, so they got to go away now and they got to, you know, seal the deal in the second leg, but if they can get, if they can get, you know, good result in this second leg, then, uh, they'll be on to the, uh, the, uh, group stages, which would be cool. That's tight. Love to see. Um, so I know he came from, he came from your Philly union, um, was like last season was his first season at Salzburg or was it more? Yeah. He got sold to Salzburg, like. So about a year ago, probably Lex got me his jersey and like legitimately two weeks later, he got sold to Salzburg, but he finished out the season. And I think it was like effective one, one, 2021. He, he okay. went to Salzburg. Um, so he's been, he's, he's American, right? Yeah. He's from Jersey. Is he, is he on like our national team? Yeah. He is. Okay. Yeah. I love that. I didn't, I, I didn't know if he was or not. And I've seen like, I've actually watched like a good amount of like, his footballing ability, like whether it just be in random games or like highlights on Twitter or something. And I'm yeah. like, dude, this guy's a fucking baller. Like dude, he's nice. But I feel like I feel like I've never seen him in a US jersey. Um, he only has like one or two caps, I think. Oh. Uh, you think he'll be on our World Cup squad? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That'll I, be tight. That'll be fun that to watch. Um yeah. I don't know if he'll start, but he might start. If not, he's gonna be a rotation piece for sure. He's a center um, mid, right? Like an attacking mid? Yeah, like an attacking mid. But he, I mean, depending on the guys, you know, he might he might go out on one of the wings. I don't think he'd play as a striker. But um, I could see him as a winger or, you know, as like a cam, yeah. That's tight. Um, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I like him yeah, a lot. I like him a lot, too. His little brother's pretty good. His little brother just scored um, a goal for the Union in his first MLS game. First one ever. Yeah, um, oh, I mean, but Brendan Aronson, he he got his first goal in his debut too in MLS. 
Just dude, the bloodline in that family. Yeah, in that family. They all they both Just, came up through the academy and now and they kind of busted onto the MLS stage at a young age. Like Brendan was cool. playing in the MLS when he was still in high school. Damn, dude. Could you yeah. imagine like could you imagine like being like, ah, dude, I'm so excited for my game tonight? And they're like, Oh, who who are we playing? Like high school team. We're like, no, 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 no. You've been badly mistaken. I'm a professional son. He probably see didn't you, play see you in math class. No, no shot. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I got a high school game tonight, MLS game afterwards. So limit yeah. my minutes, coach. <laughs> I remember my when I was in high school, my senior year in a, in the state semifinal game. We so we won Central Jersey. We had to play the winner of South Jersey, and the winner of that game plays the winner of the North One and North Two game, right? Yeah. Um. So we go and we played a kid. I think he was the Philly Union Academy goalkeeper. He played striker for the team that we were playing in the state. Jesus, dude. Yeah. Um, Imagine just being that talented. Shut his ass down, though. Out of babe, as you should. Um, I think we won that game one nothing, uh, in overtime. It was wild. Wow. One nil overtime winner. My boy went and dead fished in the corner. <laughs> Is that where it started uh, from? No, nah, I've always been that, a big dead fish guy, but uh, that uh, definitely helped. He went and dead say- in the corner, and then uh. It was cool. So they had like the track around that field and then all of our, and then it was like a four foot wall, like a cement wall and then a railing. And then that's how, where the stand started. So like all of our fans are right there. Um, and I got hurt like early in that game. And like, I was struggling like the whole game. Like it was, it was tough. I mean, I played the full game, but I was hurting. And once the game ended and my adrenaline stopped, I was like, all right. I can take my shit off. Like I can get some ice on my leg. Like I, I can chill. And uh, my coach literally yelled at me and to like go celebrate with my team. So I like, it's like, all right, stop yelling let me, at let me. Let me hobble over to the so I get up and like I mosey over to the other side of the field. And then, but then dude, it was well worth it. And I'm glad that he yelled at me to go do it. Cause like, we do we run over and like i jumped up on like the top of the concrete wall and i'm like holding on to the railing and it's like all of our fans are just like in my grill and we're all just like screaming together and shit celebrating um it was really cool that was an awesome moment uh but it was fun um but i mean i yeah i feel like uh brendan aronson and his little brother i feel like they're not playing for their high school and union at the same time no, sh- no shot like no the shot. academy team and actually on the mls squad is a little different i think they, i feel like if you're at that point in your career they probably have something to not even allow that like we're not going to risk you getting hurt in a fucking high school game if you're playing for an M- our mls team and why would you want to right that's not you're not that's not helping you at any like you right. know everybody knows you're going to go ball out and score 15 goals you're going to ball out game. you're the, yeah you're either going to score and have a shit ton of assists or you're going to get hurt and you might be so good and people might just know you and they just might want to hurt you and they just might want to slide tackle you. You know what I right. mean? Like, or like kid. if you're dicking Not on them, they might just get annoyed that they're, that they're getting absolutely shit on by this kid who's dribbling circles around them. They might take you out with a gnarly studs up slide tackle. Yeah, because think about it. The guy making that tackle is at the peak of his career, high school. Brendan Aronson's like, this is a pickup game for me. Yes. <laughs> yes, I'm playing with a bunch of schmucks. Yeah. If you look up the word schmuck in the dictionary, it's just a picture of this guy making a tackle on me. Brendan Aronson's like, oh, New Jersey State final? <laughs> yeah, I'm playing against a bunch of bums. This is the worst competition I'm going to play in the next 25 years. He's like, I'm going to go be, I'm going to go play the LA Galaxy after this game. I'm right. Good. Right. 
Um, speaking of like young guys scoring mm-hmm. goals, like in their first appearance, this is not soccer related, but it's kind of got some correlation. Did you see the guy on the Diamondbacks who threw a no, threw a no hitter no, in his no, first in his MLB first debut? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fire. That's awesome, dude. Could you imagine? Like, yeah. that's awesome, but also like it's only going down from here unless you throw a perfect game. Yeah, that's true. But I so mean, I don't think you look at it like that. No, no shot, no shot. Um. Ooh. That bull on the Yankees, Luis something. He's Luis Heel. His first three major league starts have been uh, scoreless. Yeah, dude, he's a stud. I think it's he's the good. first first pitcher in MLB history. First three games to go scoreless like that. It's pretty solid. I think, yeah, not bad. He's uh like very explosive pitcher, dude. Super fun to watch. Like, uh, he, so he's been like our number two prospect for the longest time, and he only got called up because of COVID stuff, but he got called up and I watched the first game that he pitched and within the, like the first five pitches he threw, I was like, yo, this guy's a stud, like the confidence that he has on the mound and just like the way he throws the ball, you can tell he's going to be different. And it's super exciting because the Yanks haven't had like a homegrown pitcher, like becoming an ace like that. in so long. It's about time. I I couldn't even tell you the last guy that we had come up through our farm system. That was like an absolute stud like that. It's been three games and it's like, everybody's like, yo, this dude's going to be an ace. Like, that's fine. Garrett, Cole, Garrett Cole's obviously our ace for the next 10 years, eight years, but this dude's going to be very close behind him as long as he stays healthy. Kind of like Severino, like when Luis Severino was coming up in 2017, mm-hmm. before he had Tommy John, all that stuff, dude, same, same way, same first name, Luis Severino and Luis Heel. They're like That's the fire. same pitcher. It's, it's kind of it. wild. Yeah. Exciting times. Um, so I watched a couple movies this weekend. Yeah, I wanted so I wanted to watch 1917, and then you told me to watch Hacksaw Ridge. Yeah. You said if I want to watch a World War One movie, watch Hacksaw Ridge. My guy, right. Hacksaw Ridge is World War Two, but it's dude, okay. I I remember saying that to you, and then right after I sent the tweet, I was like, because Hacksaw Ridge is about the medic, right? Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, that's the the battle where you got to go up the hill. He's got to yeah, like yeah. climb up the hill. Yeah, yeah I remembered yeah. that right after, and I was just like, oh yeah. shit. I got my world wars mixed up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, fucking awesome movie though. Awesome it? movie, dude. I love yeah. that movie. Um it, it was great. Um so for those of you that don't that haven't watched it, spoiler alert, don't really give a shit. The movie's from 2016. You had enough yeah, time to watch gonna, it. I was gonna say, if you haven't seen it at this point, fuck off. Um yeah. Um go go check it out. So this dude, he's uh he wants to go be a medic in the war, but he's like a uh, conscientious observer is what he's called a CEO. And he won't pick up a rifle because of his relationship with God. And because of, of his religion, he's like, I will never touch a gun. Right. And right. it all kind of stems back to his dad, like pointing a pistol at his mom. And he came and in and like broke up the stuff. fight and like took the gun from his dad and was like pointing it at his dad, like as a retaliation thing. And then like, obviously he didn't shoot his dad. He didn't have the gonads to do it. I wouldn't either. Um, right. But he was like, dude, he was like, ever since that point, like I vowed I would never do it. I would never touch another gun, blah, blah, blah. So like he goes to boot camp to go to World War II and like the people, you know, like the commanders above him and the sergeants above him are like kind of trying to make him quit. They're trying to make his life hell. Like all the people that are in his squadron with him, like, jump him one night leave him all like bloody and busted up and everything. beat him up with bars of soap and shit yeah and uh they try to get him they try to like get him to quit he won't quit they try to kick him out like 
it ends up his dad used to be in the war and fought in a, in a previous war. And like his dad ended up having like head honcho basically say, like sign a paper that says, look, the Constitution says that, you know, we can't kick somebody out because they won't bear arms if it's like if they're a CEO, blah, blah, blah. Like um, so then the people that are holding his trial in the army are like, all right, I guess we're going to drop these charges in and you'll be fine to stay here. But like everybody's against it. Like all the people that are in his squadron hate him because they because they're like, we're going to war with this guy and he's not even going to have a gun. Right. Um, so he's a medic. Right. And then. They go over to Japan and they go to Hacksaw Ridge, which is like this famous battle or like. I guess it's more of like a plot of land where a bunch of battles occurred um, in Okinawa. And uh, they they basically go there and they they do well the first day. And then like the next day they get like surprised by the Japanese and they have to dip and they're all running and shit. And uh, this dude, he just keeps going back. And he's like the whole time he's like he's like one more. Lord, help me get one more. That's like what he keeps saying. He's like just asking God to help him get one more person. He's literally like running into the battlefield, grabbing these people, dragging them to the edge, tying them, them down, tying them in a rope. And then, yeah, like using like a pulley system with the rope he has to drop the people. Everyone that he started the battle with left. And then there was just two guys that were there, like kind of keeping watch. And those two guys were like, what the fuck? There's a body coming down. Right. And then, <laughs> and then they're like, what the fuck? It's another body coming down. And like, they just kept coming. Um, so then eventually, like, they find out that it was him and stuff. And then they have to go back. He goes back to camp. Um, and then they have to go back to Hacksaw Ridge. And he, they, he had like won the respect of everybody, you know, everybody like ridiculously like respected him, you know, head honcho and his, of his boys was like, yo, like, I'm sorry that like, I doubted your toughness and I'm sorry that I doubted you. And I'm sorry that like, I made you feel not wanted in this like squadron or whatever they're called. He was like, yeah, he was like, I'm never going to be able to make it up to you, but like, I'm sorry that I was such a dick to you pretty much. Um, and then he's like, I know it's your it's Saturday, which is like his holy day of Sabbath because of his religion. It was Saturday. Um, and he was like, but we have this battle and like our guys won't go up without you. So he was like, all right, fuck it. I'll go. So then that guy, they're like about to go. And that guy, the head guy, he gets a call from the guy above him. And he's like, the guy above him is like, what the fuck? You're supposed to be up there 10 minutes ago. Why aren't you up there? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, the dude's like, sorry, bro, we're waiting on my mans to pray. And the guy's like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, I don't even know this fucking private. And he's holding up my fucking people like they're not going because he's praying like you got me so fucked up. Um, But the dude just like hung up on him. And then once he was done praying, he was like, all right, let's go get it. Um, They go up to war, fuck shit up, um, basically win the battle. Uh, He almost he got fucked up in that one. Um, yeah. by a grenade. Were his hands like super fucked up too? Yeah, his hands like, were fucked up. That was a, that was like in the first battle though when he was putting all the people down. But then at the end he gets fucked up. They like they put him down on a stretcher. He ends up being fine. Um and then at the end they were showing video of him that was like recorded I think in 2003. Um they they must have done some had like some event or like a video or something that they were recording. Uh so they had him and like a bunch, some of the other characters that were in the movie, not the characters, but like the actual people, you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, some of them were talking um, and it was pretty cool to see that he, uh, 
is the only CEO to ever be awarded the Medal of Honor. And they said that he uh, saved like 75 people's lives up there. Wow. That's wild. Wild. It's wild how we didn't know of this story until that movie. I mean, I'm sure some people did, obviously, but like that would be an awesome like story to be taught in high school, like history. Yeah, dude. Right. Absolute hero. He was like, no, like, he was like, no, like, I will not compromise my morals and like carry a gun. He was like, you know, God said that God says thou shalt not kill. Like, I'm not going to kill. I'm not going to bear arms at all. Um, And all of his officers are like, but this is war. Like, it's different. Like, we're fighting the devil. And he's just like, yeah, like, you guys can do that. Why can't I be the one that like tries to bring some peace and put this world a little bit back together? You know what I mean? Right. Um, And then just to see how he like, just like did everything he was asked except for that and just kind of stayed steadfast in his I'm not going to bear arms and then is one of the biggest heroes of the war. It's literally a golden story, dude. Yeah. It's like, because I feel like most stories or movies like that, it's like the arc of the story or like the turning point would be like he finally picks up the gun and like they barely get out of there. But it's like, no, dude was just like so true to himself. And he's like, I'm going to save all these people because that's what I believe in. Yep. And he fucking does in the most heroic way ever. Dude, like, just put yourself in that moment. Like, you're getting shot at by hundreds of people and you don't have any sort of defense. Like, your only defense is hiding behind dead bodies and, like, pieces of dirt. Dude, in one of the, um, one of the scenes, there's, like, people, the Japanese were coming, like, walking through. Yeah, he he had, like, like, fake dead, fake play dead, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, one of his buddies was, like, alive but struggling. He was, like, he was just like, you got to trust me, take a deep breath and just like buried him. And then he took a dead body and just laid underneath the dead body. Um, and, you know, they didn't see they didn't see the buried guy. They saw the guy that was and then they saw the guy that he was using to cover him. And he put a bayonet through that guy, but like yeah. on the side and just nicked the side of uh, our boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Um, but super cool. He uh he so he was supposed to marry this chick on he was supposed to be able to go home for a day and he was going to marry this chick but then um the head honcho at the base was like we're not going to let you go we're going to put you in prison um and then you're going to have a trial because you're not no, that was before they went out right yeah before they went yeah. to work because they were like you're like defying our orders to like pick up a rifle and shit like that um yeah. the chick was like a nurse or something yeah she was a nurse that's how they met he was he uh, was like, he like saved some kid that was uh, working on a truck and the truck fell on him, fucked his leg up, he ended up in the hospital. And then that's how they met. Uh, yeah. they, were supposed, they were supposed to get married and then he obviously didn't show up to the to the wedding, but she like knew that it wasn't because he because didn't want to show up to be the there. wedding. Right. And he couldn't call her or anything. Like, they wouldn't let him. They were just like, you're fucked in this jail cell and wait. Um, and they were like, so then she comes to the base and like she finds him and stuff. And then um, he still goes to war, comes home, marries her, and they lived for long as fuck. She died in 1993, but they were they were married before he left for war. Um, and then let's say he came was home that like 70 years when they ended. Right. He dies. She dies in 93. That's almost 50 years. They're probably married for like 50 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. My math was way off. That's fine. I was just thinking dates of the war, but I didn't realize, like, one, the war was more than just one year long. Yeah. And two, 1993, we're in, I forget, this is the thing, dude, completely off topic, 
but I get so like lost about like the, the year time. You know what I mean? Like 1996 to me feels like it was like 10 years ago, like early two thousands to me when I still think of like the year without actually thinking of the date, like it still feels like 2014, 2015 to me. I can't like wrap the fact that we're 20 years into the two thousands already. Yeah. Like 2020 just sounds so weird to me. I don't know why. Well, it's 2021. Well, yeah, I know, but like that 20 year date, like, yeah, you know what I mean? I still yeah, think I of life as it's like 2014, but like 2014 was the year I graduated high school. We both graduated high school, and that was like very long time ago. Yeah, like, it's been a minute. Of, like our lives, right? It doesn't feel like it though. It's right. Weird. Like, uh, we were talking about this Mac, and I got this Mac when I graduated high school, and I was like, oh, this, that's, I haven't even had it for that long. Right. And then like, oh, wait, we start doing it. <laughs> yeah. Been so a minute. Thinking about it like it's been a hot minute. So uh, like when I hear like 1993, I'm like, oh, that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> but right. no, that was like a very long time ago. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then I watched 1917 also. Have you seen that one? Um, bits and pieces. I've never seen it in full. I like, I've tried to watch it and I've gotten through all of it, but at different times, like I watched the first half and then waited a few days and then I was like, Oh, I should finish that movie. So it's like, I'm very blurred on what even happened. Yeah. Um, that movie was okay. Honestly. Um, I just, I wanted to watch, I heard that it was cool the way it was filmed and I thought it was cool the way it was filmed. All one shot. All one shot. Um, yeah, I thought that was like a really cool concept. And I thought that um, the angles that they had and the way the camera moved around the people, I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I, I mean, the story, I didn't think was anything special. Um, no, wasn't he like going to find a brother or something, a brother of some guy? Yeah. So it was like him and his him and his boy had to go tell this whole group of people not to attack because it was a trap. And one of those people was his bro- was the, the other guy. Oh, right. Right. Yeah um so he gets there he tells him not to attack he saves the day uh his buddy died on the way so he had to give like he took his jewelry off and gave it to his brother when he found his brother Um, yeah and the movie just kind of ends it was all right it was cool yeah that's that's okay yeah the movie's coming back to me like a lot more now it's definitely how i felt after watching that movie i was like that was that was good like I obviously haven't seen it since, so like I wasn't like, oh, I should go back and watch that. But like Hacksaw and I Ridge, know. I would go back on Hacksaw and Ridge, I would go back and yeah. watch again. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Nineteen seventeen. I thought like the story was like okay. The thing with it being shot consecutively is that like it could get boring. Right. <clears throat> um, and it's like there was one like they got stuck in the mud and they had to like push the truck out of the mud. Ooh. Oh yeah, like at that uh what's that? Didn't they get shot at by planes at like some farm too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like right before yeah. it. they didn't get shot at. Um there was like a plane, plane like crashed or something. Plane battle. Plane crashed on the farm that they were in, and then uh yeah. the guy they tried to save the pilot who was a German and yeah. stabbed his boy, and that's how his boy died. Right. His boy died at that farm. Were those the two that you watched? Yeah, so those are the only two that I watched. I, I do want to watch Malice at the Palace, that documentary on Netflix. I heard good things about it. Oh, it's a doc. Yeah, it's only like an hour long. Ooh, I got to peep that. Maybe I'll watch that tonight after the Yankees game. Yeah, I'll probably watch uh someday this week uh, or this weekend. 
What's the one? This was, so when you texted me that uh, was it two days ago? You're gonna watch Malice at the Palace, and I was like, Yo, is that that soccer joint or whatever? Yeah. What's the one about the stadium collapse? Like I think it was like back in like the '80s or I something like that. I... There was one. There was a Premier League stadium that collapsed. Yeah, and, and like a bunch. Yeah, and there's like a documentary about it on Netflix. I don't know. I forget. That's why I thought when you said that, I was like, Pal singing like Crystal Palace, and I was like, yeah. Oh, is that like the yeah, no, no. Mouse of the Palace is the fight. I don't. I forget who they were playing, but it was Pacers and somebody, and it was Ron Artest, and Ron Artest started fighting a fan or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I got watch it. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. All right, so I had I had a question for you. Hit me with the question. So I saw this quote from Ernest Hemingway, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Okay. I don't know who the fuck Ernest Hemingway is, or I think he's probably he's a, like, Ernest Hemingway. He wrote uh, like maybe Old Man in the Sea. Yeah. Okay. Did you have to read that book in high school? Old Man in the Sea, and he gets like the, he finds like the pearl or whatever, and it's like the biggest pearl ever, and he's like, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm like rich now, and I'm pretty sure he gets like stranded out on the ocean or whatever, and like the sharks like start eating his boat. I don't know. We read it in high school, and I was like, you know, obviously maybe. back then. Back then, I was like, fuck this book. But now that I'm older and more mature, I'd be like, oh, that actually sounds like a pretty good book. I should read that. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe. Damn, it's like pretty It's like pretty famous, dude. It's like probably one of the most um, famous it books looks ever. I feel like I can see the uh, thing in my head. The the book cover. Like, I feel like I... What's it called? Old Man in the Sea? Old Man in the Sea. By my boy, Ernest. Um... Give us a quick synopsis of Old Man in the Sea, if they have like a quick summary at what you're looking at. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't know if I read this or not. All right. Let's what see books? What... what books did they make you read in high school? Um, I read Animal Farm. Does that ring a bell? See, I know that book, but they didn't make us read that one. Yeah, I read that one my freshman year. Um. Did they make you do any Shakespeare? We had to read like three Shakespeare books, and I, I hated. We it. did have to do a little bit of Shakespeare. I don't know, man. I don't yeah. remember much from high school, especially not what I learned, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And like what I read, isn't it, it just doesn't stick. Isn't with it wild how like when? Isn't it wild how like when you're in high school and the stuff that they're like teaching you and learning, like you think, oh, this is going to be useful information for the rest of my life. Like this is what as a kid i'm learning to do like how to live like all this stuff but i when was the last time you used like the fucking pythagorean theorem and shit Never. like that like i don't even remember like half the stuff i even was taught in high school and none of it like correlates to how to succeed in life like my brother and i were talking about this the other day he's like dude like half the stuff you learn in high school like or they should be teaching in high school they don't he was like why wasn't there a class on like make like investing and like learning how to like hold a financial account and stuff like that? He was like, why wasn't I learning like we had like one personal finance thing. class, but it wasn't that good. We learned how to balance a checkbook. That's all I remember. We I think we did that as like a subject in math for like two weeks, and that was it. Mm. Like we got fake checkbooks. They taught you how to like write a check. But like, dude, how often do you even do that anymore? Never. Right. I don't even <laughs> balance my checkbook, bro. I don't give a shit. I don't even have a checkbook, bro. <laughs> I have a checkbook because sometimes I have to write checks, but 
No, I just every check I've had to go to, I was you just do a money order, I guess. I don't know. I've never had like my own personal checkbook. Huh. I've always either paid my stuff online or I've had to do a money order for like when I had that DMV thing I had to pay, I had to do a money order. But that hmm. I think that was like the only time I've actually written a check. It's wild how like, dude, people 25 years from now, like if we have kids, they're not going to know like any, like we're going to have, we're literally going to be the old people of when we were young being like back in my day, like you had to buy a video game and put it into a console. Yeah, brother. Like, I don't even do that anymore. Right. I'm going to be like, dude, we used to go stand outside in front of a store and wait for video games to be released at midnight. Like we would stand in front of an actual brick and mortar establishment in a line and wait to have this disc and then go home and play it until 3 a.m. Like no, just waking up to it already downloaded on your shit. Like speaking of, I think the new Madden came out. I might cop it. Oh, I saw that. I saw, I, I think, I think Dion, I saw a tweet from Dion the other day. Shout out Dion. Cause I know he'd be retweeting us and seeing us on Twitter all the time, but I saw one of his tweets the other day and he was like, bro, I wake up, open my eyes. And the first thing I think of is throwing virtual touchdowns. That's how, you know, it's Madden season. <laughs> I was like, bro, I'd be doing that with games all the time, dude. Yeah. Like I'll wake up and be like, Oh, I'm so, so ready to get shout out. Shout out the plug, dude. When I got this COVID shit, I was like, I don't think I can smoke. I don't want to smoke. Um, but I want to get high. So I hit him up. I go to his house. I had, I was like, just all the edibles that you have, every last one of them, put them in my trunk. <laughs> He's like, I don't know how long this COVID shit is going to last. I'm not, I'm not grabbing you. I'm not, I'm not coming inside. I'm not grabbing them from you. You're just going to come outside and put them in my trunk and I'm going to bounce off Venmo you. We're doing this cat. We're not, we're not like interacting at all. Like yeah. we're going to be safe about it. Um, she was like, dude, for sure. I got you um so i got off work early on friday went to went to his place and he i got there like right when he was finishing up work so he's like dude this is perfect timing because like now i can still do whatever the fuck i want like i don't want him waiting around for me you know what i mean right right um but yeah dude big homie the edibles they fuck me up sometimes (laughs) because they're not dispensary edibles dude dispensary dispensary edibles don't do shit to me no they never do bro we were in when we were in la we go out, we go, we go to get brunch the one day and my boy, Peter gives us all edibles. He had like a bunch, they were hundred milligram edibles. They were like bigger ones. They were hundred milligrams each. Um, I ate a whole one. I think Lex ate a half of one or maybe a quarter. I think she ate about half, maybe a little bit less than half. And Peter ate like half of one. And like, I didn't feel anything. And both of them were feeling it at brunch. I was like, all right, that was weird. Well, dude, here's the thing. So this is what I've learned with edibles. You got to find what amount is like going to get you to that point. Like I could like so 50 took, to 100 doesn't do anything. So to I me took just the rest because, of like, Lex's. So I, that's, so I right. probably took like 150 milligrams. Okay. And I didn't feel anything. Yeah. You got to, you got to jump up to like 300, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah. But like, like it just affects people different. So like, yeah, that's like, true. Why the that's... fuck would I do that? Why would I do that when I could buy one of a ha- so dion he usually does rice crispy jaws right yeah. he makes a rice crispy treat and you know i'll take half of one and i'll be kind of high if i eat a whole one i'll be pretty zooted um but even if i just have a half of one sometimes i get zooted depends how much i ate that day and um you know like like 10 bucks a pop and i'm gonna get baked off of i'm gonna get, I can get high twice off of one for 10 bucks there's no yeah, way solid 
There's no way, dude. You you gotta buy like a hundred milligrams is ten bucks. At a dispensary? Yeah. Yeah, that's a or lot. More. That's a lot. Because then like, you're spending like sixty dollars for like two like two gaming sessions, essentially. Right. That's just so ridiculous. Like, why would I ever not buy flour? Yeah. When I went out there, I bought a six pack of half gram pre-rolls. So it was three grams, right? In six half gram pre-rolls. Right. Um, and it came with a thing of matches too. They were dope, dude. They came in like this little, like, it looked like a, like a card deck thing or like a thing of cigarettes, but like way thicker yeah. cardboard. You're just kind of boop, pop it open. And they were Miami vice color. They were dope. Ooh. Um, but dude, probably think, biodegradable too because it was in LA. So you love that. Yeah, I think I think they were either 30 or 40 bucks before taxes. I think they were 30 bucks before taxes. Taxes are a bitch. But I was like, dude, 30 bucks for three grams and they're pre-rolled. Dude, and they come with matches. And they were like 24% THC. Wow. Yeah. That's they solid. Were, they dude. were awesome, dude. I was like, can't beat that. You're telling if I spent $30 on edibles, I wouldn't have even gotten high. I could eat them all at once and they wouldn't get me high. I'd have a bellyache. I'd have a bellyache. That's <laughs> at it. At least you'd have a full belly. Yeah, but it would be from gummies or chocolate, and I'd feel like I want to yak. Yeah. I've been feeling that way with, dude, Chick-fil-A. I had probably twice last week, and I usually get Chick-fil-A once or twice a week just for, like, a quick lunch if I'm coming back from the golf course or, like, it's a right. rainy day or something because it's close to my office. And now when I eat it, dude, like, I just feel so – like not gross but like tired dude and just like what are you getting? Uh, i just get a chicken sandwich and fries switch it up get something different i know i'm just like i'm just like heroin to me dude the, the spicy chicken sandwich with some chick-fil-a sauce just hits dude, when, different when i was in college my freshman year at stockton we had chick-fil-a in um our one like food court area yeah. We had we had a Chick-fil-A, we had a Johnny Rockets, we had uh, a sub place. They did like they did like sandwiches and soup. Um, Ooh. and then we had a Mexican place, and then we Queso's had corner. A, yeah, basically the same thing. It was like off-brand that I never heard of before. So it was the sub place, and then we had Primo Hoagie or Primo, they did pizza and whatnot. They I've did, heard of Primo. Primo's pretty good. Yeah. Um so I got Chick-fil-A every single day because it was a meal swipe. It was a meal swipe or it was worth like four something, like four dollars and change. Yeah. All right. So I'd go and I would get you got like sandwich, fries, and a drink for a meal swipe. Right. So, but I since I eat it every day, I was like, I can't eat like shit. So I would do grilled chicken sandwich, lettuce, tomato, cheese, pepper jack, and then I'd grab a fruit cup and then I'd get a drink every day. Like clockwork, bro. And it was delicious. That sounds good. I've, I'm just so indifferent to grilled chicken, like compared to like breaded chicken. I don't know why. I'm not indifferent. I just very heavily prefer like the, it's not fried, but it's like, I mean, it kind of is. It is fried. Just like, yeah. Just breaded regular chicken like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. It's just like a texture thing to me. It's not even like taste. Like I think grilled chicken tastes good. It's just like if I have a choice, like it's going to be very hard for me to be like, ah. Yeah, no, that's why I just made that choice. Which I wanted... sucks because grilled chicken is way healthier than the Facts. other fried chicken. Facts. 
so it's like you can go so when you go when you walk into chick-fil-a you're either going to be really unhealthy or really healthy there's no in between i don't think really healthy is a choice well no but it's like you're getting your proteins if you're putting tomato and lettuce on it you're getting your greens like you're not getting that on a bread like spicy chicken sandwich with pickles and fucking mayonnaise sauce (laughs) so much worse for you that's true that's true. The, the the mayonnaise sauce is, is a little bit. That's of... literally. Well, dude, um, I yeah, was thinking. Spicy mayo, dude. Yeah. Chick-fil-A sauce is literally. Uh, Maggie and I like we're trying to look up the ingredients for it the other day because we made Chick-fil-A pizza and you put that on like the pizza. So we're just looking up like if it's uh, if there's like a one you can make and it's literally just chick- it's called chicken sauce. Like that's the name of the sauce. It's literally just like mayonnaise, like mustard and something else. I think paprika. Hmm. <laughs> You're just dipping your shit in man- mayo. Yeah. Let's Whatever, bro. Give it me tastes some, delicious, man. Give me some, some Chick-fil-A nugs, dude. They, like, crisp them the perfect amount. I haven't had Popeye's nugs, but uh, looking forward to getting me some. They just came out. Uh, Popeye's got nugs now? Yeah. But they're, yeah. like, flaky. Like, like, Popeye's breading is flakier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, and their nugs are flakier. But I think it's gonna be good. I heard I heard good things. I think they got potential. So um next time I go down South Jersey to look at houses, I'm uh gonna get me some some Popeyes nugs. That's why I was pissed about COVID, dude. I, I had my eye on two houses I was supposed to go see Friday. Oh, true. And then I had to cancel. And I like Damn. just the way the market is, dude, they're gonna be sold by this week. Right. Shits are flying off the shelf on the house market right now. Yeah, bro. Um, speaking of houses, shout out Jake and Rye. I think they moved into their first Ooh, house um, officially they? last night. Yeah, oh, I saw on their Snapchats. Wow. So That's congratulations cool. to them. Round of applause. That's, That's good shit. Awesome. Um, can't wait for a couple football Sundays in the new crib. That's going to be dope. Yeah, bro. That's what I'm looking forward to. Dude, I'm just looking forward to football in general, like so much right now. It's I'm so right now in my world of sports it's 99.9 percent yankees because dude so I, I was thinking if we just happen to win the world series this year we are gonna have the greatest world series dvd of all time and it's not close you think so dude if we go on some crazy run and just stay hot and win the whole thing i'm not saying i'm not saying like that's where i'm at as a yankees fan right now like i'm strictly just like all right we literally are tied for the wild card like not done. Like you got a lot of more work to do. But if we somehow do get there and win, this World Series DVD is gonna be insane, dude. First season back, first regular season back after the whole COVID thing. Like we lost half of our team to COVID and injuries. We started out horribly. Like Red Sox blew a 10-game lead. Rays are, you know, the Rays, they're always gonna be good. And if we somehow like come through all of like this just negative shit all season and somehow win. Like, think about it, like, the turning of the DVD movie. Like, it's going to be the trade deadline. Yanks get Rizzo. Yanks get uh, yeah. Joey Gallo. And they've just completely switched the team upside down. Like, it's going to be so interesting. For sure. I'm, om- I'm almost wanting the Yanks to win the World Series just for that, like, fact. That like, the World Series DVD is going to be nuts just so I can have that and watch that forever. More so than, like, oh, Yanks finally won the World Series. I'm just like, nah, give me that DVD, baby. You're ridiculous. I want that. I want that for my collection. Yeah, I don't even remember what we were talking about. How we got 
to the Yankees winning the World Series. We started um, Ernest Hemingway. I wanted to tell you this quote, but I thought, <laughs> like, now we're here. <laughs> oh, dude, this is this episode has been all over the place, but I'm not upset about it. No, yeah, Tangent City. Let's get it. Tangent City, baby. That's all people right, gotta so get used Ernest to. Ernest Hemingway quote that I saw. It says, uh, "Happiness in intelligent people is the rarest thing I know." Um, happiness in intelligent people is the rarest thing i know yeah so like i was thinking like does intelligence come at the price of happiness i don't know i don't i don't really i think that's just like something you would say if you were in your feels like i don't think uh, intelligence and happiness have any sort of comparison because like you see super smart people that it's all about perspective, dude. Like, yes. if you live with a different perspective, like, because think about this in the perspective of the person that's intelligent and happy, who is anybody to say, oh, that person's not happy? Like, only you know if you're happy. You know what I yeah. mean? So, like, how I don't just, I just don't see how you could get gather that information. Like, I think that if you know everything, like, okay, you remember this is going to be like, this is kind of a crazy. Like comparison, and I'm not saying it works, but just follow. Right. Okay. Okay. So remember the Rick and Morty scene where Morty looks into the turtle's eyes and he knows everything. Everything. Yeah. And then he's literally living his entire life like, oh my god, I know it. I know too much. Right. You know what I mean? And it's because like the weight of everything that's going on in the world or has happened in the world is just like bearing down on him, and I feel like that's kind of true. Like. If you're really smart, you can see how fucked the future of mankind is. Right. Um, and I just feel like you just have a lot of things that weigh down on you. But at the same time, I think it ultimately comes down to, like, how grateful you are and your perspective. Yeah, like, how you think about life. Because at the same time, you can think, like, damn, like, the future of mankind is absolutely fucked but I'm going to outlive it. Right. So like, and maybe my kids are going to outlive it. So like, maybe we got a little bit of time to be happy. Right. Right. And like, or like, you know, I'm just going to enjoy it while I'm here instead of worrying about it killing me. Dude. That's the thing. Like if you're that person that does like you're intelligent, you know, everything and you have that thing on your mind, you're just going to be intelligent enough to be like, listen, I can't save everything. I can't change everything. So I got to learn how to live with like, the whole meaning of like what I believe is going to happen in the future of mankind and just like learn how to be happy with it. Like there's, it's not like you're either happy or not. It's how you learn to be happy. I feel like, cause there's like things like, you know, this goes back to like having materialistic things and stuff like that. Obviously like that doesn't cause happiness, but like just learning how to live in a way that is going to always be like a positive outcome for you. is going to give you the most happiness in my opinion. So, like, it's different for everybody. I don't know. Like, I feel like happiness is such a... Yeah, but it's really... Like, there's no way... Think about... I agree. Like, you can't define... You can't truly define happiness on, like, a scale where everybody's going to agree. Because everybody thinks of it as a, at a different level. Or, like, different meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people are going to be like, oh, yeah, I have a million things in my house. I have a mansion. Like, I'm happy. Because that's what I wanted. But then there's all the, oh, also going to be like homeless people. Like I dude, I watched this crazy YouTube channel called um, White Underbelly. And he just like, it's this guy that goes around and interviews people that are like living on Skid Row and 
like addicts and um like ex-porn stars and stuff like that people that just have had like different experiences in life that would be considered like not great i love that um and dude it's just like you get the perspective of this person and you're like okay like not every crackhead is because of this or not every person that's like homeless has been through the same thing so like you just learn to like appreciate more perspective yeah. and you can understand like yeah you know what i mean dude, so if I you're was... gonna have that type of person that's gonna be like yeah i'm happy like i'm living on skid row but i'm happy like yeah i was uh actually thinking about starting a podcast and calling it perspectives and then just interviewing different people almost like jre right but like right just make it all different people with different backgrounds and like you know different beginnings that molded them into who they are and just see kind of like Bro, that's quite literally what Soft White Underbelly is. And it's, like, the most interesting shit you'll ever watch. Like, I'm literally addicted to, like, learning about people's lives and, like, seeing, like, what they've been through, like, traumatically or, you know, in a happy way. And just, like, see their upbringing, like, understanding the reasons of why they are the way they are. Yeah. Jimmy's butler mom kicked him out when he was, like, 13. He was homeless. Yeah, look at him now. Yeah. That's wild. It's so interesting to me, man. I like that quote as a conversation. Like that's a that's a good question to ask people. Like, what do you think about this? Yeah. Well, Attaboy, boy, Ernest. Way to way to way to way to create some uh, interaction here. Um, Their poetry quotes. The other thing I wrote down here is I fucking hate people that love other celebrities' lives. Yes. Shout out to everybody that has like a stan account on twitter like when you have you ever i don't know if you've experienced this but like ariana grande like fan pages on twitter that and it's like you like just go on like a tweet about like ariana grande and like pete davidson or whatever and then you'll just have like a million people in the comments that have ariana grande stan accounts and they're just like oh my god oh my god oh my god and they're like freaking out about some celebrities that they've never met or like have ne- doesn't even know they exist yeah dude it's so annoying dude it's really weird to me and on both spectrums too i see it on eminem twitter all the time there's people like yeah like i follow like the eminem like topic on twitter so i'm seeing a bunch of random accounts that just like have eminem in their tweets and it's just like dude i like there's been so many tweets like eminem rumored album to come out this next week i'm like dude give it a break like you're just making you're causing you're spreading misinformation yeah just because like you have this obsession. Um, this girl that I went to high school with, she, I don't know, she like works out and she like models and stuff. I don't know what the fuck she does, but she's cool. Um, and she put on her story the other day something about how like there's no influencers that are like posting about what's going on in the world and they're not using their voice. And I was just like, yeah, dude, because they're fucking celebrities, bro. You think they give a fuck? Right. No. And half of the shit that they do post is fake as fuck. You think Kourtney Kardashian gives a fuck about what's going on in Afghanistan, bro? No. No. Because, dude, because literally, think about this. Again, it comes down to perspectives. On Kourtney's side, she's like, if I tweet anything about this, people are just going to say, you're Kourtney Kardashian. You're like, what? your opinion has no bearing on this topic or at all. But yeah. then on the other side, she doesn't say anything. And people are like, Kourtney Kardashian, you're not using your platform to spread awareness and blah, blah, blah. It's just yeah. not a win-win situation. That's why if I was a celebrity like that, I would just social media accounts to like a social media manager and be like, do your thing, dude. 
I'll hop on every now and then say what's up to like my fans or whatever, but I'm not going to be one of those people that gets stuck in that. Yeah, I don't think I really want to do too much social media if I'm famous. I think I'm just posting and ignoring, like Joe Rogan says, bro. Dude, precisely, man. If if I was like that, I feel like it's different with levels of fame. Like, if you're Kourtney Kardashian, Joe Rogan famous, like, yeah. But, like, you know, if you're like – like, if I had, like, 200K followers on Twitter, I would like to hop on there and just, like, interact with everybody. Like, that would be fun to me. But if I have, like, 13 million, just be like, dude – Nobody, like, I can't respond to everybody. Just here, take this over for me. All right. You feel me? Yeah, when you get 13 million followers, let me know. I'll run your Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Dude, could you imagine if you and I had 13 million followers and just, like... We're gonna one day, bro. Yeah, when people listen to this podcast and they're gonna be enlightened by two high guys. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh... All right, you want to talk about the Yankees? <laughs> you don't even have to ask me this question anymore, dude. You know I'm ready to fire Look, it. I don't. Anymore. I don't know anything about what's going on in Yankees world. So the way our doc is set up is I just put like topics and I put some ideas about them and I put some ideas of things I want to talk about. Yankees every single week, bro. I'm not gonna show you. It's not gonna work. Every <laughs> single week, bro. It just says Yankees with a question mark. Like I don't fucking know. <laughs> but uh, well, I guess, you know, y'all have been pretty hot. Just swept the Reddy Sox, dude. You're, well, we're playing. You... We're playing them tonight too, and we'll see if we get the sweep. But uh, Andrew okay, Heaney's okay. on the bump. Andrew Heaney's on the bump. I'm not. Uh, I'm not confident we're gonna win tonight, to be honest. And if we lose, I'm gonna be like, dude, we just took two out of three from the Sox, tied with them for the wild card. The Athletics are tied with us for the wild card. Like, I'm happy with that. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, things have been crazy. Like. And it's wild. I saw this stat where it was like the Yankees have played the most games in all of MLB this season where it's been decided by two runs or fewer. And they're like 43 and like 21 or something like that in those games. Best in MLB in both categories. And I'm just like, as a fan who watches every single game every night, bro, you're going to kill me with stress, bro. Because I'm going into the eighth inning, ninth inning. Like pretty much it feels like every night where I'm like, yo, this game is like I can't just like casually watch this game. Like I have to watch every pitch because there's bases loaded, nobody outs in the first game last yesterday in the bottom of the – or, yeah, top of the seventh. We're up 5-3, I think it was. And I'm just like, dude, bases loaded, nobody outs. There's been three consecutive singles. Like there's no way we don't win this game. Or there's no way we win this game, I mean just because of like everything that's happened all year where we've had like 13 losses in the eighth inning or later. And I'm just like, this is just like buckle up. Cause it happens every day. Yeah. And then it's just lately, like since the all-star break, we've been winning all those games. We've had a few bad, pretty bad, like heartbreaking losses, like the one in field of dreams. That was heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, Dude, 43 21 is really good. Yeah. And in, in two runs or less decided the game. That's like, the record that they have and i saw yeah. that and i was like damn um so like a pretty big metric in football is like how were you in one score games yeah. um and like so when i listen to the fantasy footballers in the summer they do divisional breakdowns and in the, in the divisional breakdowns they'll say you know this team was 10 and 6 but they were 7 and 2 in one score games and like 7 and 2 is going to be really good right yeah. and like i feel like 43 and 21 like that's better than your winning percentage, right? Like, yeah, 
Um, that's yeah. like that's really solid. So yeah, so which is nice, dude, because if we make it to the playoffs and we are playing in games that are going to be you know tight knit games like playoff games usually are favors are in our odds like we're winning games like that already we know how what it feels like to be going into the eighth ninth inning like this yeah um, down down a few runs and got to close it out like there's going to be those blunders that we've had all season which kind of scares me but yeah it's it's interesting times in yankees land right now dude um i've never seen a fan base so like just like completely switched like yankees twitter a month two months ago, pretty much all season has just been miserable dude. Because like, you know, we just haven't been performing like the team we were supposed to be. We were projected to win the East and we were in fourth place, like at the all-star break. So we were like, so just so defeated, man. And then we, you know, we get Rizzo, we get Gallo, um, all these like guys that we didn't think would ever have even 10 minutes on the field this season have been playing out of their minds. Tyler Wade just had like the August or I mean, I guess there's still like third of the month left, but his August has been insane, dude. And everybody was calling for him to be designated for assignment like a few months ago. So it's like, it's just good to see like guys like that. And it's like, um, I think last night's game talking Yanks uploaded a picture of like everybody on the infield, like during a mound visit or whatever. And there was no coach out there. And it was just like, you could tell like the team was super united at that point. It's like, all right, dude, like we're winning, we're having fun. These guys are bonded. Like they feel like an actual team yeah. now. It's exciting. I love it. Phils are back to being shit. Dude, I was rooting for you guys so bad, but I just, I dude, don't think I see the Braves losing now. Yeah, dude, the Braves are looking hot. Yeah, dude, I t- the Braves are good. The Braves have a really tough schedule, and if the Phillies can get their fucking act together, they can still legitimately win the East. Right. Where are they wild card wise? No shot. No shot. They're like eight back or something. Back. Uh, We're not good enough to make up that. It's division or bust. Yeah, it is. I mean, I've been I've been saying that though. Yeah, that's true. But look at it this way, dude. If you guys win the division, you're gonna have an easier route in the first round. Because you're gonna have you're gonna play a wild card team, right? Because you'll have the winner. The winner of the wild card game will play you guys, right? No, nah. The winner of the wild card game would be the four seed. They would play the one seed, who's going to be the best record in the NL. Oh, I thought it would. I thought it's like split up in divisions. Like the NL West would have. um, Yeah, I don't think that makes sense. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why I thought that. Um, well, either but, way, you're not going to have to play a wild card game, so that's a good thing. Right, 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 right. Yeah, we would just play whoever has the number two record in the NL, whoever's that other division winner. You know? Oh, I mean? right, right. We'd play the two seed because we would be the three seed. We'd be the third division winner with by far the worst record. <laughs> yeah. What are you guys like? Four games over five hundred? Barely. Barely. Yeah, something like hey, that. At least you're not the Mets, dude. That's- yeah, true. They're having a whole ass meltdown. They're fucking owners sending out crazy tweets on Twitter. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Let's see. The Phillies are 61 and 58, three games over 500. Okay. Braves are 64 and 56. It's still, dude, you got 40 games left. It's still tight. Two and a half games and with 40 games left is not, not much. The Mets are four and a half back of the Braves. Yeah, they just dropped under 500 for the first time since May. May 3rd, I think. So it was like early May. 
59 and 60. Yeah, but they haven't really been like that far over 500. Right, either. right. They've been floating. Um, Nationals and Marlins are bad. Yeah. Marlins, I, I like the Marlins in three to four years from now, though. I think they're going to be a good yeah, team. They'll get there. So um, it would be so right now the Brewers are leading the Central. They're 73 and 47. But the Giants are leading the NL West. They're 78 and 42. Oh, and the Dodgers are 74 and 46. So they have a better record than the Brewers. Yeah. Padres are fighting for their lives right now. Yeah, Padres are 67 and 56. But uh the Reds are 65 and 57. So the Padres have that number two wild card spot. Dude, it's crazy how much stronger that division is compared to the NL East. I know. But then you have the Damn. Diamondbacks who are 39 and 81. <laughs> Diamondbacks are bad. Dude. Oh, and we just lost to him last night, and we're going to lose to him again. <laughs> oh, man. That's bad. You know you're bad when you're worse than the Orioles. Pirates only have 42 wins. Pirates are also pretty bad because they just sell everybody. Wow. So Wait, it's literally is the NL East a really bad division, or are we a really good division? Because really think about we don't have a Diamondbacks to beat up on or Pirates to beat up on. The Marlins have 51 wins, dude. Yeah, but that's not great at this point in the season. Nah, but it's better than 42 and it's better than 39. Yeah, but those are the two teams out of the whole league that are like that bad. I guess. Yeah. Like, dude, the NL East was supposed to be the NL East was supposed to be a lesser AL East. But not by much. And the AL East is blowing the NL East out of the water, like other than the Orioles. Yeah. Like it's not like it's not like the Red Sox Central's and Yanks. The outside of the White Sox. Yeah, that's true. But you know, you had the Cubs selling. Who else is in that division? Cubs are not in the AL Central. <laughs> the Cubs? Yeah, they're in the NL. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. I had them mixed it's up. It's White Sox, and then it's Indians, Tigers, Twins, and Royals. Yeah, the Royals are pretty bad. What are the what's the Tigers record? 58 and 63. Oh, damn, they're not doing as bad as I thought they would. So, NL, NL Central's Brewers, Cubs. Reds, Cardinals, Cubs, Pirates. Okay. I, I don't pay attention to, like, those teams at even a little bit. Me either. The White Sox occasionally, but that's about it because they're in the AL. Yeah, I literally only watch the Phillies. You want to talk a little birds? Um, yeah. I've been seeing some. I've been seeing some very uh, positive looking things on Twitter regarding the birds. Yeah, me too. So I haven't seen that. I haven't seen any any negative things. Like it's all looks like okay. Like we look like a squad, you know, other than injuries. Um. But, like, dudes are just doing what they're supposed to be doing. We've yeah. had Quez, Quez Watkins has kind of popped out a little bit. Yeah. Um, That's one of the I things mean, I, wanted to, I wanted to basically go through, like, 
the skill positions and see. I wanted to get your thoughts on like what do you think is going to happen in the wide receiver room? Okay. Um, so what do you think? Let's hear your thoughts about Quez and the boys. Um, I'm high on Jalen Rager this year, dude. I think he's yeah. going to be – I think he's going to have that, you know, maybe not like a crazy breakout season, but he's definitely going to be um, either competing with Devonta Smith for yeah. wide receiver one or he's going to become that guy. Yeah, he I, got uh, it this year. But, I mean, yeah. the whole team was so bad. He had injuries. Dude, everybody was bad. Carson Wentz was historically bad. Like, the offensive line booty Right. Cheap. We weren't We weren't a team last year, dude. We were just pieces trying to hold everything together and see what we could do with them when, in reality, like, it was never going to work. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm much more optimistic about the Birds this year because, you know, they got their new guy. They got Jalen at quarterback. They've got Devonta Smith, who's going to bring some energy to the receiving core. Um, Miles Sanders, I think, is going to be a stud. He's shown it before. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, so with our the line isn't here, looking I, half bad. I'm excited. I think Quez is going to be nice. I think he's got a lot better. I think Rager's going to surprise a lot of people because he get he's getting a lot of shit lately. Um, Devonta Smith, I mean, Eisman winner. He was a fucking stud last year. I think he could be great again. Right. Um, and then you got I think Fulgham and Ward probably stay about where they were but i mean unfortunately that's kind of the hand you're dealt right but i mean i'm sure they'll both see some time but not a whole lot no nah, they're gonna they're, they'll they see time if we have injuries but yeah you know you know yeah, the occasion plays right yeah we're the, yeah um, i mean it's expected but then in the running back room sanders is going to make the team obviously Boston Scott, Jordan Howard, Kenneth Gainwell, I guess, is going to be the crew. Carry on. He's already on the practice squad, but he's on IR. They, we let him go to waiver. Yeah, I was just going to say, didn't we just let him go? Yeah, yeah I saw that. So he's back to the practice squad. Yeah. Um, dude, I really want uh, Jalen Ernst to just, like, become, like, the next Russell Wilson just has shut everybody up because everybody's been on his ass about like, That's oh, does he have it? Feeling. What Russell Wilson? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm fine, completely fine with that. Like, I would love that. But like that, I think it's a pretty good but... comp to his play style, and I think if he can be, yeah. like, if he can be dumb accurate, I think he's similar because he's not like real fast like Lamar kind of legs, but he's got right. like a vague. He's got Russell Wilson legs. Yeah, he's got Russell Wilson legs, and if he can get his like his accuracy down like Russ. And he's, and he's obviously a smart player. Like I think he's going to be way better at making decisions to throw the ball away than Carson Wentz ever was. Me too. Cause he's just, you know, that's just something that's embedded in some football player at the very young age, especially you're going to be a quarterback in the NFL. Like one of the most important aspects of the game. Can't be throwing six fucking interceptions a game because you're just trying to sneak it into a window 75 yards down the other side of the field. Or you're literally getting sacked and just chucking the ball up for a prey. You don't even know where you're throwing it. Right. Yeah, that shit pissed me off so much, yeah. dude. Yeah. Um, and then what about in the tight end room? I mean, I don't know. I feel apparently, like apparently he's been, you know, he's solidifying a connection with herbs. Yeah, I know. That's what I was gonna so say. Far. Yeah, I think I'm, Goddard, I'm all for it, dude. Goddard's a stud. I think he's still going to do his thing. I think he's, I mean, it makes them, it makes Goddard like so difficult for me when I look at fantasy. Yeah. Um, because yeah. it's like, dude, you're going to have Ertz like eating into his targets. Like, Hertz is targeting him. 
in the preseason and stuff. He had that drop. Would have been a first down in the first preseason game. Fucking hit him right here. Took it off the face and went through his hand. <laughs> right. Here's the thing, though. I think Goddard is going to be a better player behind Ertz. Like, when Goddard had – was it two years ago when he kind of popped off and had, like, that pretty nice season? Yeah. And it was behind Zach Ertz because it's yeah. gonna, Zach Ertz is going to take the pressure off of Goddard if Zach Ertz is getting the majority of the snaps. And the defensive attention. Right. So I think if Zach Ertz can be Zach Ertz and be that guy that he's always been, other than like last year, be that guy, pal. We need you to be that guy. Yeah. But um, if he is, dude, I think we're going to have a two fucking tight end system going there, and I'm going to be all for it. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be nice. And then we're going to have Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, and Quez Watkins on the outside. And, dude, who knows what that's doing. You run a two tight end system, bro. You have literally those three wide outs, right? You got Quez in the slot, Rager outside, and Devont on the other side. And then you got Ertz and Goddard. Dude, fire me up, bro. And Miles Sanders in the backfield. Yeah. We have a good team, bro. bro. Like, our team is good. People are sleeping on the birds this year, bro. I'm saying it right now. I agree, dude. Um, Owen the other day was like, it doesn't matter who's the Eagles quarterback. They're not winning more than eight games. Or he said they're not winning eight games. So, AJ and Owen made a $100 bet if the Birds basically over on their seven and a half. Can they hit that eight-game mark? They I think they do. If, 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 if we stay healthy, I think we do. Yeah, same. Which, I don't know if you've seen anything going on with Dak, but he's been hurt, apparently. I mean, he's been getting MRIs on his shoulders, come back clean. Um, they're kind of limited in limiting him in practice. I think he's fine. Yeah. Not worried. No. I'm uh, I'm ready I for got him in I got him in our fantasy dynasty league. I had him and Wentz on my starting QBs. But then I got I got Justin Fields in the rookie draft. Oh, that's nice. So he's been I don't know if he's good. gonna start week one. So I need to start I don't think he I don't think he will, but I think definitely like he's going to be there pretty soon yeah but i got Dak, but he's got to start you know what i mean right we'll see i hope he does um Um, fantasy fantasy chicks what fantasy chicks when are we drafting for that do we know nah coastal chicks nah i'm thinking like the 28th ish weekend the weekend before I come down. All right. And then we'll do random roommates league the weekend you come down. Yep. Yep. Word. By the way, I think that we still have a couple spots open in random roommates podcast league. Let me see. Yeah, I think we have one. I think we're at 11 out of 12 right now. Maybe less. It might be 10. Yeah, we have 11. So 11. there's one spot left. If you guys want to get in. Hit us up. We'll shoot you the link, the invite link, um, and come join us. It's a PPR league. Teams are two running back, two wide out, two flex. Come have some fun. No defense, no kicker. Yeah, no defense, no kicker. None of that bullshit. You being a tight end, Avi. Yeah. Um. I guess some people are doing no tight ends now, uh, but I don't see why you would do that. Yeah, What's I guess the point of that. I don't know. Could you think like there's only 
three stud tight ends, and if you want one, you put them in your flex. That's true. I see it in that way. But, like, also, it's not like tight ends are going to be – well, I mean, I guess Travis Kelsey because he's a fucking animal. But to say it's not like tight ends are going to break off, like, one catch for 90 yards in a TD. Like, it's kind of the same. Like, you could have a random flex guy just – have literally one catch for a hundred thousand yards and a touchdown, and he's going to put up twenty. You can't have points. one catch for a hundred thousand. <laughs> you could if you run circles. You're I don't technically think that's, how, I don't that's how yards work. <laughs> could you imagine if it did? If, if you check your just rack if you up check yards your, like that. If you imagine if you, from if you make it to the end game. zone. <laughs> if you make it to the end zone, run all the way back and then run back again. That's what. One, two, three hundred yards right there, dude, on one carry. <laughs> one carry, three hundred yards is a touchdown. And you think he's there's gonna be somebody that gets one catch for one hundred thousand yards? <laughs> I don't know. Tyreek came pretty close last year. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> dude had like two hundred yards and two touchdowns in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. That game. I literally got on, turned the game on, and saw that the score was, like, already, like, 21 nothing, and I hopped on sleeper and Tyree Kill, like, 42 points. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, out of control. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know what worries me about the birds is their defense. Yeah. Um, new coordinator, dude, and, like, Jim Schwartz. I talk a lot of shit on Jim Schwartz. Cause it'd be like third and fifteen, and he'd put his whole defense at the fucking first down marker, and literally say, "Here, here's we're gonna Take let you all throw this- it to ten yards wide open, and now you just got to get the last five, and we're gonna give you a head start." Right. <laughs> and then they get they get sixteen yards, and our defense would stay on the field. But yeah. like pretty good defense, like throughout the year, like always like a top ten ish defense. Um, yeah. So I hope – I mean, I think our D-line is really good. I think Darius Slay is super legit. We just got that other cornerback. What's his face? I don't even know from Pittsburgh. Um, I think we our safeties got better. Our linebackers kind of worry me, but – I, I See, I never even worry about the Birds' D. I don't know if that's because I'm always worried about the offense, but, like, I feel like the Birds' D is – if it's bad, it's, like, the first few weeks, and then they kind of figure shit out and make adjustments, and then yeah, like, I'm never a, worried about our defense after that. It's like a whole new system now. Right, right. So. That's the thing that worries me. And also, like, obviously injuries. Yeah. I think I think talent-wise, we're good, bro. What'd you say? Talent-wise, I think our defense is pretty good. Oh, Linebackers yeah. are a little questionable, but, like, our defensive line is legit, and it's deep. And yeah. um, I think our starting corners are good for the first time in a while. Um, I think Darius Slay is super legit and very underrated. He gets a lot of shit talked on him for being, like, washed. He had a great year last year. Yeah, he did. The reason you didn't hear about him is because they weren't throwing to him. They were scared. I mean, that's usually what happens when you're in the league. And just weren't opening at the ball. Dude, he was holding, like, all the top receivers in the league that he faced. Pretty much all of them were held to, like, two for 50 at the most. Yeah. Love that. I mean, keep that. I'll have that same year, and I'm fine. Like, I'm – Yeah, dude. I don't understand the hate that that man gets because I see it on Twitter too. Yeah, it's whack. He's nice, but uh, fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck them haters. Yeah. Um, you want to talk a little Premier League, bro? Did you win this weekend? Uh, dude, I'm not even going to lie to you. I set my lineup and haven't even checked. I don't think you won. Let's see. I'll, I'll check for you. Yeah, peep it for me. 
I was, um, the thing is, I hate that they don't have an app, bro. Yeah, you have to, like, go to the app and then go to, like, the fucking... It's... Is, is Premier League Fantasy just not, like, a thing? Like, did not enough people do it to where they're like, oh, maybe we should build an app for this? I guess so. I don't get it. Um. So, Johnny, you're currently tied for last. Nice. You and Trevor both scored 18 points and took an L last week. Nice. I scored. Who did you play? I got a dub. I don't remember. I scored 18 points. Yeah. That's trash. Uh, oh, I played Trevor and he scored 18. That's why I won. Because I only oh. had 40. <laughs> um, Eric beat Sean 50 to 38. Owen beat you 49 to 18. Uh, Henry beat Carl 59-43, and your brother beat Scumbag Scotland 45-46. 45-46? Yeah. Damn, close game. Yeah. Um, wow. That's like one of his buddies that he uh, games with is from Scotland. Oh, really? He's like super into it too, so that must yeah, have that been like sense. a fun game That's for them. cool. Yeah. yeah. We got a Scottish lad. Scottish lad. That fucked up. Name, I think his name is Pandora. His his uh, Discord name or whatever. Pandora. Yeah, he's been. It's weird because like he's been. Um, like I've known the kid for so long just because of like we used to game and stuff, but I haven't talked to him in so long. Neither hmm. Nick talks to him like every day. That's dope. Who you got this week? You're playing. Uh, you're playing Wig this week. Wig. Oh. <laughs> What's that? What is it? Bowls and goals. Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm playing your brother. All right. We'll see who gets have some good good matchups. How many weeks is this? Forty something. Thirty eight. Thirty eight. All right. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Hopefully, I I uh, end on top. Trying to win some. I uh, totally forgot that Gareth Bale went to Tottenham on loan. And I was watching yeah. the Madrid game the other day, and he was in it. And I was like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> and I was like, wait, this guy. I forgot about this guy. Uh, all right. So, City lost this weekend to they play? Play Tottenham. Ooh, to start off the season. Son, dude, we haven't won any of our last four fixtures at Tottenham. That's not great. And Suns probably scored in every single one of them, dude. Literally. I feel like that's – every time I watch City and Tottenham play, he scores. That's Every so single funny. time. Every single time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I should put money on uh, Son to score this game. And then I didn't, and then he scored, and we lost one nothing. And I was like, oh, well, there you go, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I actually – I think I saw your tweet about that. That's funny. And then later in, like, the 30th minute, I was like, yo, maybe I should put money on Son, like, the odds are probably better now because it's already been how many minutes that he hasn't scored and city were right. dominating possession. So like the live odds for him to score were probably fire. And I could have got so, so yeah, damn. That's tough. You just got to start going with your instincts, bro. I know dude. Cause he always scores against us. He's so good. Yeah. That's um, anyway, band city, I think looked like shit. We looked so not creative in the final third. Um, possession was great. We had like 70% possession. Finish fucking Great. ball, dude. Doesn't don't <laughs> don't care. Um, 
like unless unless we're winning games, like at the end of the day, three points is all that matters. Um, yeah. Jack Grealish kind of looked like doo-doo. He doesn't – he wanted to dribble. Every time he got the ball, he wanted to dribble a couple defenders and, like, doesn't really fit our style. Like, Sterling dribbling. Do you think it's that or do you think it's just like, oh, my first day at a, the big club, like, let me show he him He did what. look like he didn't fit. Like, he wasn't, yeah. like, comfortable with the team and stuff and – um yeah he did he looked he looked uncomfortable he didn't look like he was in his in his own element there right i mean hopefully he figures that part of it out yeah that's just something that comes with time um i hope so dude he looked not good and he didn't look like he was a good fit for this team um i mean i was never happy with this signing from the start but yeah i mean especially when you know messi becomes available two days later yes (laughs) Well, yeah, it's tough. Um, I don't know, dude. Fernandinho looked like dog shit too, and the whole team kind of looked like dog shit. Um, just like very casual and lackadaisical. That's dude. Match day one, like you're not going to be thinking about it in even four weeks from now, anyway. So if you're gonna lose, lose now. You know what I mean? That's true. And I guess it is Tottenham. It's not like. It's not like right. we fumbled the bag day one against some shitheads like, like Fulham or some shit. Yeah. Well, hey now. Uh, well, no, Arsenal fumbled the bag against Brentford and their first yeah. time at, yeah. Yeah. Not, not we lost to shitheads like Arsenal, but if we lost in the same. I mean, Arsenal as an Arsenal fan, Arsenal were pretty shit. So. Yeah. Um, but dude, Kevin De Bruyne didn't start. He came in in like seventy fifth minute, and bro, he looked good. Had an ankle injury. I guess that's why he didn't start, but he played fine. He didn't have any injury when he played. Um, was that left over from the Euros? I guess so. Got to be. Yeah. Um, but he looked good, dude. He came in. He gave us a spark. And as soon as he got the ball, as soon as he came in the game, dude, it was like a jolt of energy to the whole squad. He was fucking digging dives everywhere, putting them through holes. I didn't even see. <laughs> he, he turned to me. That's was, what he does. He turns to me. He says, Kenny, he said, I don't find the passing lanes. I create them. I make them. Um, and I said, all right. This is the fucking Chuck Norris of football. No, I lied. He didn't say that to me. AJ Marabuto said that to me yesterday when we were playing pro clubs. What? He's the Chuck Norris? No, he said, I don't I don't look for passing lanes. I create them. Oh. <laughs> he did he did drop one dime yesterday on this crazy through ball. I was like, ooh, surprised you get that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, Wig and I, Wig and I had the best time playing clubs the other you day. You guys were playing the other day, killing it. Dude, yeah. Well, there's so we had this one game where it was like tied in the 90th minute, and we were in the box like with an extra time or whatever, two minutes added. And he puts a fucking header up for me, and my guy heads it straight down into the ground, like back at him. Like oh I was God. perpendicular with the goal, like looking towards the touchline, and he crossed it in. And my guy just heads it right back down into the ground, and we just fucking. Busted out dying, bro. I'm not even kidding. I was crying laughing. Like, I could not control my fucking face. That's how bad it was. And it was, like, the last touch of the game, too. And we were so on edge for, like, the last five minutes because it was one of those games where, like, you have a million opportunities, right? And you're like, we should be beating these kids. And so we got that last touch, and it just happened, and we just lost our minds. It was great. Trying to hop on after this? Obviously, Yeah, a little bro. Bro snugs. Um, no, they're bro snugs. We're ha- snugging with our bros. Dude. <laughs> yeah, come on. FIFA bro, FIFA bro snugs. Um, so we'll see, dude. Hopefully, 
uh, these Man City boys can figure it out. Yeah. I mean, they will. Like I said, it's early. Yeah. All right, we'll talk about the rest of Dave. Yes, bro. All right, we're going to talk about all the dubs. Okay. Um, so first is season or episode six. That's the Doja Cat one when he dates her. Right. I thought that episode was pretty good, dude. I liked kind of the whole story behind it. And then even how like tied it in at the end um, was like that that dude got like with the girl, the girl that he was hitting up first before Doja Cat like matched with him. Yeah. And she like like things fall out with Doja Cat. So he hits her up. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed that too because I was like, oh damn, she's she kind of seems like from the first scene that she was in where you see her. I was like, she seems like the normal one, like the normal down to earth person. And then I mean, not saying Doja Cat's like not down to earth, but she's just like a massive celebrity. Right. So like in the guy in Lil Dicky's mind, he was like, Oh, this is Doja Cat, dude. Like, I'm in there like swimwear, like she wants to like go out on a date with me and all this stuff. Like, she's this is like very chance. provocative in her text. Right, thing. dude. My pussy fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all right damn damn girl but yeah that was a good episode um my favorite part of that episode is where mike is taking his parents to like the mall or whatever and his dad goes into the the changing room or whatever and mike like goes to check on him and like opens the thing and he's like sitting there with his hands over his dick and he's like did you piss yourself and he's like yeah 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 i peed and he's like looks and goes don did you come your pants <laughs> 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 like, no, no, it's me. <laughs> he was like, you know, he was like the friction. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just like the way he just like looks at him and he's like realizes what I was like, Dom, did you come in your pants? <laughs> and he was just the old guy sitting there all innocently like, no, no. This <laughs> uh, uh. episode was the XXL magazine one, and that's the one they kept doing the flashbacks to when he was with the Mountain Dew. Gig. Yeah, with the Mount- yeah. Mountain Dew. I yeah. like that one. I thought that was cool. Right. I was kind of bummed, like, that he didn't kill his XXL freshman. Me too. Me too. And, like, I was like, oh, damn, like, that was your shot. Like, as a rapper, like, that's the one thing, like, you want to, like, if I ever get to that point, like, I'm there to show, like, the world, like, how I rap and show off my ability. It's like, it just sucks that he, like, choked in it like that. And also, I think it's kind of fucked that, like, they don't give the beat to the artist beforehand. Yeah, because you you know all of the freestyles on the XXL freestyle except for like a handful are all written verses that they've had. So like, why not give them a beat and be like, all right, I want to see everybody write a verse to this beat and see yeah. how well, but like a one just like a cipher we can make out of it. Yeah. Instead of just like, no, nah, we're gonna try and trick you and like, I don't know. I just like I get there's like an art to like being able to freestyle like that. Like Waldo would be able to go up there and just spit a bunch of bullshit for two minutes about sucking dick. Yeah, about sucking dicks. But, like, a rapper could write a fire verse to that, and, like, that's your chance to showcase, like, the best of the best of your pen ability. So, like, why don't they do that? Yeah. I don't know. Well, they need to fix that shit. All right. When I get in their meetings, I'll let them know. All right, bet. You're like, hey, my friend told me to tell you this. (laughs) And then episode eight is when he moves back in with his parents, and, uh... He, like, makes them dinner because they were fighting, and then they yell at him because yeah. he's selfish. He was making, like, the folklore music. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that episode was good. It was a little more serious. Yeah, that was all right. Didn't make me laugh too much, but it was fine. It was a good episode. Yeah. Um, 
And then episode nine was crazy. That was on the flotation tank, John. And then he was like having oh, like, yeah. a flotation tank and he yeah. cuts off Gator's skin and they eat, he serves it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where he's like cutting off his arm, Gator's arm. Yeah, and yeah. And then he like meets himself like bald with no hair on his body and he just like starts doing the, that's a joke. That's a, That's joke. a joke. He's like, yo, I need that. I need that. Yeah, and I like yeah, how they yeah. tied that into the end where he like gets out of the incubation tank and just like freaks out. And like, and then he he's, runs like off. he's like, he's like, I need to record this right now before I forget it. And he just yeah. like runs straight up to the mic, throws the headphones on. I was like, press play. That's he goes, joke. That's a joke. That's a <laughs> That's joke. A joke. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that was dope. Yeah. And it just ends the ends the episode like that. Yeah. Yeah, that was a crazy episode. Absolutely yeah. wild. I like that episode. And then they tied the um the Asian kid in who like had the laptop. Remember he yeah, was like yeah, had yeah, his yeah. war uniform Man. on and he saw him. And he was like freaking out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a trippy ass episode. It was trippy. It was. Um. So then that brought us to the final episode, which is VMA awards. Um, I thought it was great. I thought it was really funny. I thought it was like great story, dude. I was crying at the end of the episode. Yeah, that was that was a tearjerker, dude. For yeah. Sure. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, I mean, I was just sitting down and basically myself watching this shit baked, and I'm like, damn, dude, like, Gator's got tears in his eyes, like, he's all bummed out, like, they were homies, they just had, like, this huge falling out, um, yeah. and, like, you could tell that, like, it's, and they did a little job, because Lil Dicky, like, you don't know that that's what happened, right, that he's about to come on stage with them, but Lil Dicky's like, yo, like, how's Gator, and I thought he was like, how is he, because if he got in a fight, like, this is a fight. Like, Right, right. Um, and then like they're like, oh, dude, like he's good, he's good. We talk to him, and then like you go on stage, and then Gated comes out, and you're like, what, bro? What the fuck? And then they killed it, and then it's like them killing it on tour together. Yeah, that dude, that was the perfect like arc to the story, like like just like yeah. tying everything together. Yeah. Because I was, I don't know about you, but I was getting to a point where I was like annoyed at at Dave, like as the character. I was just like, dude, like you got to realize, like. Like when he was getting pissed off about his album not being number one, it's like, dude, you got to realize you're not Drake. Like, take, like, you have a great group of guys around you who've gotten you to this point already. Like, you've got a debut album out, you're performing at shows, like, you're living the dream right now, but you're so caught up in being the best that you can't enjoy it. And that's where Gator was like, bro, like, I've been your man since day one. We don't even have a song together. And he was like, I've been in this motherfucking closet recording my music. Yeah. And my best friend is across Hollywood, like in a mansion recording his music. And he's not even like taking into the fact that like, I've pretty much helped him get there. Yeah. And he's like bitching, bitching about me, about my manic episodes and stuff. When I'm really just trying to like survive when my yeah. literally like best friend is fucking living this other life. Yeah. And then I was like, I was like, yeah, like Dave, like, dude, that's not a boy move. Like you got to realize, like, put, you got to put your family on, man. And then when he was like, obviously, I thought he was going to do like the surgery in the middle of the concert and all that. Right, right, right. So, like, that's where I was expecting to go. And then I saw that and I was just like, who's cutting onions? <laughs> uh, I didn't order cut onions. So I was doing I did it. Not order cut onions. Yeah. I didn't DoorDash no onions. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. It was good. Good episode. It was good. It was funny too, dude. I was laughing. Yeah, it had some good, good cracks in there. When uh, the kid came up to him and was like, yo, your boy Gator's selling these wristbands. Like, tell my girlfriend that she fucked up by breaking up with me. And he's just sitting there in front of the camera all awkward. He's like, uh, he's really, and he's like, he's really intelligent. Um, <laughs> yeah. Super. Oh, that was funny. And then when uh, 
Mike was trying to like um pick like which type of skin that little dicky wanted to do for like the, the um yeah 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 thing he was like we could go pig we could go pig skin he was just like color match color match yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was funny yeah that was good i like that one dude i agree dave wrapped up pretty well yeah and i think uh I just I think they're gonna get a season three. I don't see why they wouldn't. Like it's one of the most popular shows out right now. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that they the fact that they recorded that whole thing like during the middle of a pandemic is crazy. Cause they were filming this like when we were all quarantined and stuff last year. Right. They probably loved they were, it. Oh yeah. They were able they were able to crank it out in a year and still make it like really good. Dude, yeah. little Dicky is low key like a very creative genius. Like people don't give him a lot of credit because he's funny and like kind of just jokes everything. But when you think of like his songs that he makes, like they're very like, they're just like different. Like yeah. uh, Pillow Talk is like a whole, you're like watching a movie in your head when you listen to that song. Yeah. Cause he's just doing dialogue, but he's like also making it a song and he has clever raps. Yeah. He has good beats. I love that video. Yeah. Yeah. The video is good too. But he's always been like that. Talking with a bitch. Bitch. Hey. But you remember when we were freshmen and <laughs> Brain got a poop. <laughs> <laughs> remember when we were freshmen and he had that one song out, Let Me Freak? Yes. Same vibe, dude. Like it's the yeah. same, like yeah. Just crazy good at storytelling. I gotta listen to some more little dicky. Yeah, I went on a little dicky binge the day after I watched the season finale and I was just listening to like professional rapper and like Lemmy Freak and like all his old stuff. And I was just like, damn. I used to listen to so much dicky. I haven't listened in a minute. Yeah. That fucking uh, Save That Money was like our freshman year anthem. Yes, it was, dude. He would walk by like Senior Frogs and Save That Money would just be blasting. Yeah. Yeah, baby. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah dude i love that they're so- cut several months in between homie <laughs> <laughs> yeah man love that guy and he's a birds fan from philly like yeah we're all great great human specimen. yeah yeah overall killing it uh all right ready to wrap this thing up call it a day ready to rock this thing out Pol- apologies for no uh draft this this week um but just for heads up next week kenny did absolutely slaughter me in the results of last week's draft so he will be deciding i guess what the draft will be and if he wants first i gotta decide what it's gonna be too yeah that's 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 gonna that's like your special little your little treat fuck off (laughs) Um, i mean we usually decide five minutes before we hop on anyway but our last one, uh, our last one we did was causing some serious stir and uh, conversation at happy hour after Austin and Jess. By the way, congratulations to them on getting engaged. Yeah, woo! But um, yeah, happy hour. Everybody was like, "Dude, Kenny washed you. Like, why would you go soup? Why would you go French soup?" And I was just like, "I like soup. Like, <laughs> that's why I picked it because I like soup at a bar." <laughs> I was like, and they're like, nah, dude, like you didn't put buffalo chicken dip up there. And I was like, that's just yeah. like so. I mean, I didn't, and I thought of the fact after, but I'm sticking, I'm holding my ground on the soup pick. French onion soup slaps. Yeah, bold pick at a bar, though. Bold pick at a bar. I will say that. 
Um, I think the French dip is fine, but that's about as French as I would have went. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have uh, not even French like fries. baguette. You wouldn't have went deep with a baguette. No, maybe French toast. <laughs> French toast at a bar. <laughs> I go to the bar, I'm just be like, yo, let me get the French toast with the, <laughs> with the bacon and eggs. <laughs> the hot All chocolate right. on the side. Also, let me get a blue moon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, All right. I think that's the episode. Go hop on some bro yeah. hugs. Yeah. So uh, if you guys are still listening, that's dope as fuck. Good looks. Um, yeah. Go hit us with a follow when we're on uh, Apple and Spotify podcasts. We're on Twitter at Random Room Pod, Instagram at The Random Roommates, and we're on YouTube at The Random Roommates. So go find us there. We'll be there. We'll be looking for you. And we'll catch you next week for another episode, hopefully coming a little bit earlier at you. Yes, sir. See you on the